You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Horrors 454. I'm your host, Alex, which means Tricky is probably taking a long or a much-deserved rest after his Extra Life stint yesterday. I am joined this week, as always, by Yield, who, you know, is is a man. He, he's looking into the future. He is looking at future weather forecasts, and as we move into further no, to November, he is dreading the oncoming weather. Yeah, I took advantage of the last, you know, it's it's a rarity. It's 70 degrees in November around here. So I was outside getting my leaves taken care of, weed whacking for the last time, and I'm kind of beat. Well, you and likely many, many other players, uh, video gamers, who, uh, who, you know, dedicated their lives either to, you know, outside work this weekend, taking advantage of the beautiful weather, as you said, or, you know, Contribute to Extra Life for 24-hour streams. Uh, like I said, Tricky did his 24-hour stream yesterday. I think he finished up, he said, around 8 a.m. this morning. So, uh, Tricky Tricky will not be joining us this week, unfortunately. I, I checked the updated count for Extra Life, and I went to the official website. And I know they've cleared tw- 10, or excuse me, I was shortchanged in there. I know they've cleared $12 million uh, raised so far. And actually, the, um, the top uh, fundraiser for this year... Uh, just simply called Magic the Gathering. I don't know if that's officially the official Magic the Gathering um, company, but that fundraiser raised nine hundred four thousand eight hundred fifty-five U.S. dollars by themselves. Man! And the next group was the Minecraft group, which was one hundred thirty-four thousand two hundred fifty-one U.S. dollars, which is amazing. But man, Magic with nine hundred four thousand, almost a million. I think their goal was a million. But uh, that stellar number. Hey, there. still got still got a couple months left. Yes, uh, we should mention that is that extra life. If you want to contribute or help in any way, it does go to the end of the year. So extra life's campaign. You know, we we focus on one day in November, or October, but really it's the fundraising goes all year. So, so even if you couldn't help this weekend, uh, there is still time to donate. So you can go to extra-life.org to help out if you'd like to. Uh, but yield, you know, there are places that have already gotten snow this year, and you know, yield and I being in the Midwest, we're we're still enjoying a little bit of sun before it gets a little cold. Uh, it's getting to that time of the year where we kind of bundle up and stay inside and play video games. I know much of this year has been, hey, stay inside and play video games with with COVID nineteen and everything. Yield, what is your updated trophy count for the week? I'm sure that uh, in the coming months you will definitely add to it. Well, yeah, uh, I'm a level four thirty two. Trophy count of six eight three one, and a platinum count of one twelve. I still don't understand how you have more platinums than I do, but I can be a higher level than you. I well, guess that's just because bronze trophies count for more than they should. Well, yeah, you I mean you got you're what a good two? Yeah, you're just over two hundred two fifty two hundred forty trophies over you. Over over me, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm level 438, 7,071 total trophies, and a platinum count of 107 in a 106 games. Tricky is a platinum count of 100, or excuse me, 100, uh, we wish. Platinum count of a 244, level 598, and a total trophy count of 13,299. Do you know if Tricky added any this weekend? He added a couple. Well, if he if he didn't, sorry. Since he last updated, there was only a couple. So if he didn't update his trophy count before he went to bed after his stream, then no, he has not added any. All right, I'll try to look that up when when we've got a chance here. Uh, Sid is level 509 with a total trophy count of 9,940. And Donnie, you know what? I've already started reading his his trophies. I'm not going to give him the credit he deserves. Level 439, one level ahead of me, total trophy count of... 7,797 and a platinum count of 107. Donnie's got he's only one level above me but his total trophy count is 700 more. 
Well, yeah. 700 and change. Yeah. All right, color me confused. I still don't understand these 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 systems and, and, and why this is done, but hey, not necessarily. I guess Sony has their reasoning. But VS Yield, it's fall time. It's, it's sweater weather. It's hot cocoa. It's hot cider. It's hot tea. And it's video games because we are preparing for console launches here within the next week. Uh, PlayStation we are. 5 and the Xbox should be out within the next week. And yeah, but... Yield, you and I, obviously, we're not going to jump on the bandwagon right away. No. You know, as much as Tricky would like to, well, he simply can't because he can't get his hands on a console. (laughs) No matter how many peripherals he has in his house. He can get a controller. But, sir, so, while everyone else is preparing for the the launch of the new systems, and while we are, you know, definitely excited to see new consoles come on the market because that always brings good things, what have you been playing on your your PlayStation 4, sir? So, I've been playing, uh, finished up my campaign for World of Warship Legends. Uh, been playing Rocket League. What uh, was going through, or continuing to go through my Zombie Army trilogy campaign, and then I didn't get to play it a lot, but I did finally fire up Star Wars Squadrons. Do you have enough time for initial thoughts? Uh, all I played was through the prologue, so that was a, you know a, a lengthy mission in and of itself. Um, my initial thought was. I need to go back and look at the controls to see if I can if I can maybe remap the controls a little bit. Um, so your your left thumbstick or your right thumbstick is your up down turn left turn right. Okay, your left thumbstick is full th- you know throttle control up and down, and then. Uh, left and right is uh, barrel roll, I believe. You know, you can roll roll the craft left, roll the craft right. I shouldn't say barrel roll. You can rotate the craft left, rotate the craft right. That's more correct. And I think I kind of want to remap, if I can, remap my controller to where my left stick, instead of rotate left, rotate right, I can turn left and right and leave my rotating, or my, yeah, my rotating on my right stick, which is with my up and down. I think that might work with my brain and fingers better, but I I, I played the one mission where you start out as the Imperial, and I had just opened up my Resistance mission, and... I haven't I haven't got a chance to play it since, so I, I I like it, but I'm kind of still cautiously getting into it. I'm I'm still just trying to figure out you uh, uh, to find your target. You know, you can if you're looking at it, you can tap L two and it'll focus on that right target in front of you. If you hold X, it goes to the next target, and a lot of times. I feel the target that's in front of me is the closest one, so I'll hit X, and it gives me somebody who's, like, off my screen. So I have to adjust myself to that. But I I'm, was still trying to get the hang of being able to uh, divert your power to your shield, your engine, or your uh, blasters. And then revert it back to, you know, all normal. So that's kind of an interesting feature. Yeah, I mean, for all of the hate that EA has gotten for the Star Wars franchise and their use of it, and yes, some of it very deserved. It seems like, at least with Fallen Order and, uh, you know, the newest game squadrons, that they are doing a little bit better with the Star Wars franchise as of late. Yeah, um, I always love combat. I loved Fallen Order. The story was really good once you... At least for me, once I got past my uh, combat issues, I you know, it, it really got going. Squadron so far, I, I love Star Wars space combat, so you overly didn't have to sell me too much on it. I just, like I said, I just gotta get my head wrapped around what my, I want my fingers to do. Oh, and I found out that no, Tricky, it seems, did not get a platinum yesterday. He did not add to his platinum count. 
price dropped because apparently, according to PSNProfiles.org, he his last platinum was three months ago, and it was The Last of Us Part Two. Aha. Uh-huh. All right, Yield, is that all you've been playing, sir? Yep, that's it. Just them four. At least that's all I can think about right now. I, oh, I did. do want to ask. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead, sir. Okay, I was going to say, I was looking through the store, and I don't know why. I was, because I always, every time a store comes out, every weekend, and also on every, every Friday, I, I check every Tuesday or Wednesday, okay, what's the latest stuff on the store? Are there any new sales? Yada, yada. And then I always check on Friday or Saturday. Are there any flash sales? You know, just just checking. So I was looking through some games. I was searching, was it Friday night? Might have been Friday night. And I was just kind of, there are a handful of games I've been kind of keeping an eye on. Didn't necessarily, you know, want to buy them day one. But hey, if they go on sale, I am I'm always looking for that. And there were three games that have come on sale that I did not find in any of the sale tabs, which I thought was kind of weird because, you know, if I had to been, well, let me type in this search and see what, see if the if the game had come go on sale, but they weren't on any of the sale tabs. I kind of thought that was kind of weird. But the games I was thinking about picking up was The Last Campfire. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, Arise. And the third one's going to leave me right now. But anyway, there were three games I'm interested in getting, and I might pick those up this week. Well, those Last Campfire and Arise, what about those games made you want to pick them up? Well, the Last Campfire is done by Hello Games. So, you know, Joe Danger, No Man's Sky. And it was a, a passion project for a couple of them. Only two guys made the game. And I remember seeing a trailer about it, Oh, first of the year, maybe, or something. I'm like, oh, that game looks kind of interesting, kind of cute. You know, you're a you're a lost ember. Is kind of the basis of the game. I'm like, okay, that looks kind of cool. And then Arise, uh, the trailer for that was, it starts off as, uh, like, you pass away. And it's like Nordic. So you pass away, they got the burial pyre, they light it on fire, and then you wake up, and you're like in the afterworld, and you're like looking, supposedly looking, I believe you're looking for like, your lost love, or whatever. So, that that looked interesting. Well, I will round us out. I, much like you and Tricky, are pretty stagnant on the platinum count, given that we've been spending so much time on the PlayStation playing Rocket League. Uh, If you haven't heard, please check us out on Thursdays on Twitch. We are playing Rocket League, me, Yield, Homer, and then also um, sometimes the Brain76 will join us, sometimes Levi joins us, and other times Tricky will join us. Um, But we usually got a crew going, a good crew going on Thursdays, so check us out on Twitch. Uh, For me, it's basically just pretty much all Rocket League on the PlayStation. I played some yesterday. Um... Added some some cl- uh, some highlights to my showcase, so I've got to have a showcase this week. Uh, been, playing, been playing more Pokemon on the Switch, but you know, as usual, this time of the year, and it's probably not going to change anytime soon because until I buy Crash Bandicoot Four, it's it's going to be all Rocket League pretty much. And you know, I, you know, I don't know, Yield. I've we're we've got about thirty something days left in the Rocket Pass. December 9th, I think, is the last day for the Rocket Pass. It's early December. So, yeah, no, you're right. December 9th. Yep, so we just we got about a month to go, and I'm wondering, I'm not sure if I'm going to buy the next Rocket Pass, and that's not just me saying, like, I didn't enjoy the Rocket Pass as far, and I didn't think that the Rocket Pass was worth it. I definitely have enjoyed the Rocket Pass, especially playing with you all, and I've been, like they've been great rewards. I feel like I've gotten my money's worth. But also, given how much time I've had to devote to Rocket League with the Rocket Pass, or I felt like I've had to just to kind of, like, tear up and get all the rewards... I don't know if I want to devote, you know, all the rest of my playing time for another three months to to Rocket League. As much as I enjoy the game, I also, you know, want to play Crash Bandicoot. I got the Mario All-Stars 3D collection, so, and Zelda's 35 anniversary is next February, so, I don't know. How do you feel about the Rocket Pass? I mean, I feel like I've got my money's worth, but do I want to spend as much time of the past two months that I've been playing Rocket League spending that the next you know, two or three months after this doing that. So, here's what I was concerned about. When it first came up and they revamped the system a little bit, 
I was, you know, you, you and I, you a little bit more than me. We we played a lot. We made sure that we got our daily, where weekly, and then we really worked on our season stages. So we're not the stage stage three just unlocked last week, didn't it? I think of the season yes, challenges. Yes, we're in stage three right now. Okay, so stage three just unlocked last week, and Alex is already into the one hundreds. And I am well. Actually, I'm I'm level. I'm tier ninety. You're tier ninety. So, so I can see into the hundreds. And once you get to one hundred and ten, you get another hundred credits. So it seems like from now on out, every ten you go, you get a hundred. Get a credit. So so he's at Alex is at ninety. I'm sitting at if not upper seventy, I'm right at eighty. And I'm like, I was playing so hard because I figured that I had to get all this and I had to get all the stages or most of the stages. That way I got to level 70. Well, I hit level 70, which is the max of stuff that they have planned, tier-wise. It's of essentially unique items, because everything yeah. beyond this is just reskin colors of the items you've already gotten. You've already got. And so, I was like... So now I, I have realized that if I get the season pass again, I really don't have to play as hard. Because, uh, you know, I've, I can still get the 70 easier, I guess. Um, ultimately, for me, it all comes down to the, ca the car you get, or the vehicle skin you get, and the goal explosions. If those are cool, there's a possibility I'll get it. See, I was kind of disappointed because I don't feel like there's been a lot of antennas available lately even in the haunted hallows so i would like to see like a better dispersion of like you know the toppers and the um the antenna items because a lot of it's been tires and colors like paint schemes and stuff like that yeah i i did notice this time around it was mainly decals and wheels which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it, I, I agree with you. There should be more toppers, antenna toppers, more of a variety. And I will say, I mean, you t we touched on it, the wheels. There was a great selection of wheels this time around. The, the Ferris wheel wheels, the shark attack wheels, the hamster cage wheels. So, I mean, there were a lot of really cool wheels, but... You know, I, I'm looking at my, I'm, you know, I'm doing like presets for cars and I'm going through all my intended items and it's just like, man, there's just, I haven't really earned a lot lately. Yeah. And, minor, minor gripe. And you don't also, it, it doesn't feel like you get any, any extra for like, cause you know, every once in a while it used to be, you would play a game and it'd be like, Hey, here's an antenna topper. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of, kind of like how they do the blueprint. You'd complete a game and it'd be like, oh, hey, here's a blueprint. Well, they would do that with your antenna toppers and your car toppers occasionally. And I've noticed lately that you really don't get any of that anymore. You just get a blueprint. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of that is they're trying to push you to spend money on credits. And a lot of the blueprints I've gotten just through gameplay are rarer items and like skins from like the black market blueprints which as you know the black market blueprints are like two thousand credits 2200 credits which if you don't play rocket league that's essentially 20 22 dollars like like um it's like 100 credits is essentially 100 as uh basically a one buck dollar. yeah so yeah so i mean those are about 20 bucks a pop so i mean i mean i like the the paint jobs and the skins they have in the game and they, they always seem to come out with really like continually awesome ones but they, i mean this touches on it again a lot of the game, items in the game are too expensive. You know, I found there were some Dire Wolf tires the other day. I saw them yesterday, and I really wanted to buy them, but they were 900 credits, I think. It's 700, 900. I think it was 900, though. And it's just like that's seven, it's like nine bucks. I can't. I'm not going to spend that on just a, a set of wheels, uh, especially as we talked about before when they used to give us stuff for a lot cheaper. So yeah, again, feedback for Rocket League and Psionics. Um, if you're going to, if you're going to keep the items as expensive as they are, the blueprints then, you know, you need to make more ways to get credits than just, say, the Rocket Pass. Because even as I've been playing, I could maybe... I couldn't even afford one of those black market items through one season of the Rocket Pass. No. On the no, you could not. 
And so. and so speaking of credits, the only thing I've bought blueprint wise was so I had the rocket pass right before this season started. And you know how all your crates, if you had a stockpile of crates, they automatically transitioned into a blueprint. One item that was available in that crate became a blueprint. One of my Santa crates became a, was a holiday gold explosion. And it was worth 500 credits. So I used my credits that I had earned in the last rocket pass to purchase that holiday gold explosion, which if you tune in to Rocket League Thursdays after Thanksgiving, I am rocking that vehicle with that gold explosion. Yes, there will be a lot of holiday wintry cheer after Thanksgiving as part of our Rocket League games. Uh, while we're giving feedback, I wanted to ask you, you were talking to me about this, about the show, uh, follow up on our, our reports from the uh, about the new PlayStation app, the updated version that they put out. Yes. Uh, you've had a little bit more time with the PlayStation app on your phone. How do you, like, what's some of the feedback you can give the listeners and maybe somebody who's considering, you know, maybe downloading it since it's supposed to be a new, sleeker version? Okay, so it is sleeker. I, I, I will give you that. I mean, I mean, it looks it looks sharp. I mean, when you first log in, you know, you've got your name, you've got what your friends are playing right now, you've got your recently played games, which is neat. Tells you how many trophies you've earned, how many are available, what you've got, you know, and it shows the last three games that you've played. You can go to the store, you can search friends, you can look at your played or purchased games. So it, it's really sleek and streamlined. The one thing I was telling Alex before we went on air was I used to use the app a lot to update our trophy count. You could go in there, find your friend, click, and it had all the information. You know, your total trophy count, bronze, silver, gold, level, platinum, yada, yada. Now when you do it, it's got all that information but total trophy count. So... I had to old school it and actually add it all up. But it is a lot sleeker. I haven't used the uh, texting feature yet because I actually had the Messenger app downloaded for when I was uh, online trophy boosting back during the lockdown. Supposedly now it's all mainstreamed under the PlayStation app. So I'll have to let you know whenever I give that a try. I still, I know Tricky said it's coming back. I still want my option back where I can log into a friend's system off my phone because that was slick. Yeah, I know they've integrated the store, as we talked about. They've, they've natively integrated the store into the app, which more the more they can do to bring everything together PlayStation-wise into one place the app instead of you know you having to go to six or seven places to do everything whether it be messaging or shopping or whatever that's good for consumers and it's good for sony so i mean i do appreciate the um them trying to bring to improve the app and make it you know better uh streamline it for me though it's like i, I don't need a playstation app because you know if i need to buy anything from the playstation network i can just wait till i get home and get on the playstation network on my my console so um i see this as a little bit unnecessary for me but, you know, if, if other people can get use out of it, then I, I hope that Sony would make it the best possible experience they can. Yeah, so far, so good. Matter of fact, since since we're talking about it, yeah, there's PlayStation Plus. I'm going to go put bug snacks on my download list. Which, uh, upcoming uh, the PlayStation Plus free games for November, we talked about last week. But a reminder, bug snacks which is a, a PlayStation 5. It's a PlayStation, PlayStation 5. 5, yes. And yeah, if it's, you... it's one of the free games for the PlayStation uh, Plus uh, Instant Game Collection. So if you are getting, if you get a 5, if you manage, manage to get your, ha- your hands on a 5, that's at least one free game you can play there on your 5. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but, but you know, I don't know if this is lack of confidence of Sony in Bug Snacks or just Sony saying, you know, hey... Um, it's and it, you know there are other games like Rocket League and um, Fall Guys games which have you know shown great success that you know they launch for free on uh, PlayStation Plus so it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game it's just maybe Sony's like you know they've had some lukewarm reactions to it and they're saying hey maybe if we just get this in people's hands then from there it'll it'll catch fire but we'll we'll just have to see 
but with the PlayStation 5 comes some changes to the UI. Now, they've seemed to kind of try to improve upon the UI that was already on the PlayStation 4. And you'll, you dug this story up from IGN, and IGN, uh, Jonathan Dornbrush, he says that from their uh, pre-launch experience, he does not notice uh, any custom themes as far as the PlayStation 5 goes. Uh, they've reached out to Sony, but they, they haven't heard anything back yet, um, so maybe Sony can clarify this. But essentially, it seems like there's just kind of a static background that you have for your console, and then as you go over the cards, the, the title cards for each game, then that'll bring up a picture uh, and some music featured in the game. But overall, as far as a background on your, your console goes, it just seems like it's kind of, from this story, it's going to be just a static theme that everyone has. Yil, is that what you took away from the story? That's what I took away from the story. And not that, um, not that this is a deal breaker from me. And well, I mean, this is, this is not going to stop you from buying a PlayStation no, 5. This no, isn't no. going to stop anybody from buying a PlayStation 5. No, no, no. But it is kind of a bummer. Because with the 3 and the 4, we've had the ability to personalize our systems. I mean, I, I've got a handful of themes on my on my 4. And as the seasons change, or whatever the mood strikes me, I change it. You know, like right now, I got me a Firewatch theme on my system. And here, probably in the next couple of weeks, I will switch over to one of my Christmas themes that I have. You know, and I'll run that through, you know, the holiday, you know, Christmas is over with. Then I might go to a more wintry theme and run that until the weather gets nice and then change it again. But I I like to be able to do that. So I'm not going to trash on this option. It, it might be something Sony's going to add in later. And it's one of those I'll just have to see how it looks. I know the picture that, that they showed in the article was of Ratchet and Clank. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty cool picture that was up, you know. So uh, I'm not going to trash it. I'm just going to say I'm kind of bummed. Of course, Ratchet and Clank is going to be something they show off. That's the coolest, most dynamic duo in space. And, you know, Ratchet and Clank games always look great. I love the environments, the planets you go to. So definitely the weapons. something that they want to highlight. Yeah, the weapons. Definitely something they want to highlight with a new game coming out in the series here in this next year. But, you know, honestly, I, I was a guy who I downloaded a ton of themes on the PS3. I, you know, always was updating them. Um, well, yeah, I, we, you had that website. What was it? Play PS3 I, there were sites. There, were sites there was a whole bunch of sites, but... Yeah, that you could download themes on, and Sony's, you know, started selling dynamic themes and stuff like that. I've had the same theme on... I just thought about this because I wasn't sure if I actually had a theme on my console, or my PS4... I've put one backdrop on my console and haven't touched it since. Now, granted, it's I don't it's one of my favorite scenes from any game, so I don't need to change it. I feel like, but it, it's the I took a picture with the share button on the PlayStation 4 while I was playing Shadow of the Colossus for PS4, and it's of the arena or I guess the the environment um, where you fight the Seventh Colossus, which is of course is the underwater eel. Um, I, I took a big picture overhead of his um, kind of like where he lived. And that's been on my the, um, the my backdrop for my PlayStation 4 ever since. So honestly, as as much as I enjoy being able to customize the, the PlayStation, I, I just realized that I haven't I, – I said it and I just have forgotten about it. Uh, and I appreciate it every time I get to see it. But um, for me, it's I, – I understand disappointment about it. Um, and, you know, it's I'm assuming Sony can always change that. But if for some reason that there's not, you know, a way to get custom apps on it right now, but – it's not something, a feature that I actually, like, think about on the day-to-day. -day. It's not like, even, like, reading this article, like I said, I had to think about, wait, do I actually have a custom theme on my PlayStation 4? Yeah, I, I, I had a whole bunch for my 3 that I would, you know, rotate between. But, yeah, like I said, it's not a deal-breaker. I'm a little bummed. I'll have to wait and see until I get my hands on a 5 to see, you know, how just the... I guess you would say standard ones. I guess you, could, you you would say, you know, how that looks when you go over the game tiles. But I mean, you got to think when you, if those with those game tiles switching the background every time you go over them, how often are you going to be sitting there, you know, just at a standstill on your console where you can look at the actual theme in the background? Yeah, probably not much. Well, as many many people wait to get their hands on a 
PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X and S, there are a lot of people, as we're talking about games, One got definitely one of the bigger releases of next year that people want to get their hands on is going to be the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, it has been officially announced by Bioware in a tweet saying, Your choices, your squad, your shepherd, relive the legend in a remastered edition of the highly acclaimed trilogy. Mass Effect Legendary Edition arrives spring 2021. Uh, and in an article on IGN by Adam Bankhurst, uh, just a few quotes here, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition will include single-player-based content and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 with all the promo weapons, armors, and packs, and it'll be remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD. Uh, by, uh, Casey Hudson, who is the VP at Studio GM of Bioware, um, said that, uh, Bioware's goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. Now, obviously, these are beloved games, and uh, back a few years ago, they released Mass Effect Andromeda, which is not as well-remembered and was not as beloved as the original trilogy, even if, you know, Mass Effect 3 had some issues with the ending. But um, Mass Effect Andromeda, even if it's in name, kind of was a different step for the series, and as such didn't garner as much love as say mass effect or mass effect 2 um mass effect was originally a an xbox exclusive and i think only later came to the playstation console family uh, mass effect 2 was i think multi-platform and i started with mass effect 2 i never i've never actually played the original mass effect so none of my stuff from i didn't have any stuff to carry over to mass effect 2 played mass effect 2 played mass effect 3 really enjoyed both games i i think i'm with most people when i say that Mass Effect 2 is my favorite game. Um, it's it's a lot of game series. People love it. Yield, you definitely love the sci-fi. Yes, I do. And, you know, I, I can't remember if you've actually played any of these games. No, I have not. So I'm I'm interested in this. It's, it's a possibility that I'll pick it up. I know that people have spoken really highly of it, so it makes me kind of go, you know, I, I like sci-fi stuff. So there, there there's a possibility I will pick this up. They are tremendous games, and there's tremendous characters, and just the fact that they can carry over from game to game, and that your decisions impact their well-being and their survival. Um, yeah, it's it's a game series that if you like sci-fi, uh, if you like Tales in Space, I definitely think that you should play it. And, and the gameplay is really solid, too. So, they're a lot of fun, and, you know, the, these games were kind of rumored for a bit, but it, it's nice to see that the Mass Effect trilogy... Um, I mean, game companies like to resell us games again and again, you know, even if they are improved... And, and made better. But I think this is one of those games that was right for that treatment because, you know, even though they brought back Andromeda, people really, really want to play or relive those older games given how many people probably have them as some of their favorite games of all time. And, you know, I it would be great for newer audiences to be able to play these games as well. So it is, I guess, my chance to go back and play Mass Effect after, you know, all this time of just playing... Two and, three, and, but. and have your decisions carry over. True, but also then again, having played here's here's kind of a a question I have for myself. It's like you've played through Mass Effect two. I played through it once. Well, actually, I played through it twice, trying trying to beat it on uh, a hard difficulty to get um, one last trophy to get the platinum, and couldn't do it. Oh, really? Um, it's that difficult, huh? I got stuck on one part, and I heard if you got past this uh, one part. It uh, like a firefight, and I just I couldn't because my so I go in with my my squad, my team members, and I cannot remember which outpost it was, but it's like in the middle of the game, and my teammates just we just get rushed by all these enemies, and like my teammates die, and I'm just left there, and it's just it's a really hard fight, but I hear if you can get past it, it's all can, downhill. Yeah, it's all downhill, but I just I've just have never been able to pass it, and I just kind of gave up on it. So oh, that's such a bummer that when you're that close and it's it's you know. That one hiccup, and everybody's like, "Oh, once you get past that, it's all it's gravy." After that, it's like, "But I can't get past it." Yeah, usually that's not a problem for me, but I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe I can go back and, and try to play it again because I still, you know, do have my PS3. Actually, I just forgot I do not have my copy of Mass Effect Two anymore. I sold it. No. Okay, I guess I could always, I could always find it somewhere. But yeah, the one thing that I I would wonder is like I've already played through the games and I've already made these decisions and I've already gone through the character stories. Do I really want to pl replay these games again and potentially have a new outcomes where, as before, I played it once and I had the stories for those characters played out in my version already, 
am I trying to overwrite those stories or do I want to be like, well, I've got two stories for this this one game series, which for me, it kind of should be just you play it, you go through the experience and what happens happens and that's your experience. You know, do you want to kind of rewrite that history? You know, I, I, I was thinking the same thing when I replayed The Walking Dead on the four. And so I was replaying it back through and the first time I played through season two, I, you know, I kept, I defended Kenny until the very end, you know? So the second time I'm playing it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play this a little different. And when I got to those moments, I kind of did and kind of didn't, if you know what I mean. I mean, there, there were some choices that I'm like, nah, I'm going this way this time because this is how I feel. But ultimately, I still defended Kenny more times than I thought I would. Does that make sense? So Yeah, I mean, I kind of... I mean, Kenny's obviously a character that you like, that you sided with. So, I mean, even if you try to, to shake it up a little bit, you're still kind of going to lean to him. And I can't remember... Ben, that was his name. I remember there was a big to-do between Ben and Kenny in that. And through the story that I went through... Um, Kenny kind of became a, quite a quite a bit of a prick, and I think that I stuck up for Ben. But um, the story as it unfolds between Kenny and Ben, like I had a really beautiful moment between between like those two. As far as to, uh, I mean, this is a spoiler, but uh, in my story, my playthrough, Kenny and Ben die, but Ben, I think Ben is injured and can't uh, get around as well and he falls or something and then is trapped by walkers Kenny jumps down to help him and try to save him and they both end up getting killed and eaten um, so it was a really nice moment between those two even if they had been uh, at odds and Kenny had kind of come off as kind of an asshole to Lee um, in in previous chapters uh, but like I, you know I bought the Mario Arts, Mario 3 All-Stars collection you know I, I've never played 64 so I kind of want to play that um, I've already played Galaxy and Sunshine, but I just want to replay Galaxy again. Replaying Galaxy again, where it's just like, oh, it's a Mario game, so everything's the damn same, is much different than playing a Mass Effect game where your choices matter. So that's yeah. kind of my only hang-up. You are, you are right. Uh, you, I may, Maybe I can live, if you buy it, maybe I can live vicariously through you and, and see what your choices are and, and experience it that way. There you go. Of course, Mass Effect being a humongous game... Um, and one studio or one publisher that is no stranger to big games is Take Two, which, as you found, Yield, is making a bid for one of your little development darlings. Uh, in a story by Joseph Noop on IGN, it seems that Take Two is interested in acquiring Codemasters. Of course, Codemasters mostly dealing in the racing genre uh, with stuff like Dirt and... Um, Help me out here, your wield. What's some of the F1 and uh, Project F1. Cars racing franchises? I want to say, I'm going to look it up. I want to say they did Gravel, which is what I played earlier. Well, here, tell me, is you know, because I'm not as much in the racing genre as you. I mean, there are certain games that I really enjoy, like Split Second. Um, so split I did enjoy Blur amazing. for what it was. I, you know, I'm more so the um, cartoony mascot racers, but you're more so the simulation arcade guy. Um you know, unless it's Pacific Rim, or not Pacific Rim, Pacific Rift, or no, 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 what is it? Um, Motorstorm. Motorstorm, yeah, we were both, we were both oh, into that. Oh, yeah, um, that was, that was, oh, But as someone who has kind game. of followed Codemasters, how do you feel about them potentially being acquired, um, from my well, understanding, as, like, the entirety of Codemasters? I mean, I, I guess as long as they don't gut it, because Codemasters does, I mean, so you've got, you know, EA does sport games really well. Okay, that, that that's their bread and butter. Now they've been able to acquire studios that have been able to do, you know, adventure games and, you know, the Star Wars games. They've had a couple of good ones these last two. Codemasters bread and butter is racing games. That's, that's what they do. You know, they're not going to go out on a limb and go, hey, try our new stealth game. Yeah, they're, they're listed projects on their website, at least on the the um, the side screen here. The side menu are Grid, F1 2019, Dirt Rally 2.0, and F1 Mobile Racing. So, I mean, as, as long as they don't gut them, I, I think it would be good for them because... 
Um, take two is more of a, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm bad at this. Take two is more of, of, of like a publisher. Yes, you, you know, they, I mean they they own like Rockstar, um, so they deal with the the and um, Gearbox. Yeah, they well they deal with um, uh, obviously they have Grand Theft Auto. They also have the two K games, um, the Bioshock stuff, the two K um, sports games, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but so, this, I mean, racing games are not definitely something that would further strengthen their portfolio and give them more variety. Yeah, and and with Take Two's ability to for promotion and stuff like that, some of their other racing games, Dirt is a well-known racing game, but some of their other racing games will get more of a light shined on them because Take Two will push it out there, whereas before. You know, Codemasters is pushing it out there themselves. So unless you're following something they're doing or happen to catch a trailer, you might not know about it. So it, it's it's a good thing for Codemasters in that sense where now they'll get, you know, somebody that'll go, hey, look at this, look what they're doing. It's really good. And, you know, and they can strictly focus on what they're doing. They don't have to devote a handful of people to go, go out there and tell them we're doing something really good. Come look at it. Yeah, and Codemasters has been around since 1986. They've been around for 34 years. So you get a studio that's been able to hang in there. It's funny you mentioned stealth games because in 2004, they made uh, Second Sight, which is an action-adventure stealth game for Windows, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and GameCube. But these days, they're more known for the racing games because, you know, they've done other things like they did a Mike Tyson boxing game and stuff like that. Um, Raphael Nadal tennis. So, um, yeah, they've done uh, Clive Barker's Jericho, which is a first-person shooter. They did. Um, so, yeah, they've done a few games here and there, but it's mostly the, uh, the... Oh, they did Rise of the Argonauts. I forgot about Rise of the Argonauts. That was a, a disappointing game. But, uh, yeah. The, if you're going to buy Codemasters, you're buying them for their... You're getting them for their racing games. Yeah, the grids, the F1s, the dirts, that kind of stuff. So, uh, I mean, I definitely think... Oh, and Onrush. They did Onrush Yield, which is ah! you were a huge fan of. Oh, I loved it. You should... Y'all, you, you missed it on when it was on Plus. Oh, that, that game was fun. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, this is obviously, this could potentially be, it's not set in stone yet, but they're, I, I think this can be a good thing for Codemasters as long as they maintain some kind of an autonomy. I mean, being swallowed up by a big company, definitely, if you know, you're swallowed up by say EAs or Activisions of the world, it definitely, as we've seen historically, can go very, very badly. Yep. But, you know, if they can maintain some autonomy, and I mean, take two, like we've seen some of the franchises that have flourished underneath them. And I, I mean, this this definitely could be a good thing for Codemasters if handled correctly. And for you know, Take Two, they just expand their portfolio. They they strengthen strengthen the variety that, of offerings they have. So I mean, when you have Grand Theft Auto and, and Bioshock uh, underneath your your label, you you know you're, you're making a lot franchise. of money. But this is something yeah. that can reach beyond that. You know, to people who don't like first person shooters or open world games, you know, sandbox games or you know even sports games. If you just want to play racing games, I mean. This is something that uh, a feather in the cap for take two. So absolutely. All right. Well, we're not going to have a topic of the week this week. It would have been nice to have Tricky on to talk about, um, you know, everything. His experience from from Extra Life. Uh, of course, you know he's he's sleeping. He he may be sleeping until you know Tuesday for all we know. But um, yeah. So we're going to leave it at that this week. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess that'll bring us to shout-outs now, unless you've got anything else that you want to discuss. Ugh. Nothing off the top of my head. Okay, well, let me ask you something. So, we're in November. Black Friday's around the corner. Well, it seems like a lot of people are doing, like, an entire month of Black Friday, because I've already seen some deals go up. Yeah, people have got deals. But, so, let me ask you. Well, maybe we'll make this a little topic of the week. Is there any video games? I know you kind of said that you're only using your four right now for Rocket League, but are there any games out there that you're kind of like, you know what, might might go look at that over Black Friday, see if, see if it's on sale. I've been, I've been wanting to pick this game up. Is there anything out there that Alex wants? 
Specifically, no. Um, I think the next big PlayStation game I'm going to buy is Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. But I will tell you that when Black Friday goes around, uh, or at least throughout the month, I'm going to be checking the PlayStation Network and the PlayStation Store because I'm not necessarily excited for a lot that's coming out or been announced, or at least in the you know in the incoming months, you know something in the short term. But there's definitely, I'm sure there's a plenty of games that I've missed over that you know they go on sale in the store, and if I can pick them up for cheap, you know that gives me plenty of time. Um, although you know, like I said. Who knows if they'll? I'm, you know, Crash Bandicoot might be one of those games that is ripe for Black Friday deals, even though it came out in early October. Um, That's true. That might be one to look out for. Um, but I think mostly like a back catalog of games and sales on those is what I'll be looking out for. Um, I don't know if you heard Yield, but you know, specifically pertaining to the PlayStation Five, Miles Morales, the the new Spider-Man game, it's actually I think it's it's averaging out to twelve to fifteen hours of gameplay. Oh wow, that's pretty good. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that feels like, I mean, granted, you know, you play something like The Last of Us Part 2, which is, you know, 30 plus hours, and you can get up to, you know, 50, 60 hours in Ghost of Tsushima. But, I mean, that's, you know, for something that's kind of considered um, an offshoot, not a full-blooded full blooded sequel to the the Spider-Man game that Insomniac put out a couple years ago, I mean, that's pretty good. So, I mean, obviously that's going to be a launch title, um, with, alongside the five, but, uh, so, Yield, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. What are you going to be more on the digital sales, or are you going to be more on the like, hey, uh, I mean, I know you prefer physical, but yeah, um, obviously you can't get physical copies of a lot of the games on the on you know a lot of the games that go on sale in the store. So what are you looking out for so, on Black Friday as you kind of tee up your wallet to spend some money? Okay, so uh, like you, I will look at the PlayStation Store and look and see what's available. I they don't necessarily do. They kind of do a Black Friday thing, but they kind of do, with, with Sony, I've noticed, they tend to do more of a Christmas thing. And once Black Friday's over with, they kind of roll into a, a hey, these are the deals that we're going to have leading up to Christmas. These games are on sale this week. These games are on sale next week. And they kind of roll into that. So from Black Friday to Christmas, I'll be looking at the store to see if there's anything I've missed, digital-wise. Games that I've been like, man really wanted to play that, but I really didn't want to pay that price because I didn't feel like either I got enough of my backlog to pay and I'm not paying full price or I don't really feel that's... I don't want to pay what they're asking. Anyway, Care- so, that, careful so that's Careful talking what about do. spending uh, or waiting until games until they get to the value uh, I know, position be- because Tricky will give you some shit about playing, you know, not spending not, not money support- on games or coming out or not supporting the diff. I know, that's fine. You can do that. Um... Physical copy wise, um, I'm looking to uh, possibly get the Spyro reignited because that game actually looks pretty cool, and I never played it the first time around. Like Ratchet and I Clank, and will some say that you should definitely keep a lookout on the PlayStation Network uh, on the store because I have seen the collection for Spyro. They're selling, uh, I think, I can't remember if it's. I think they're selling. Crash Team, either Crash Team Racing or the Insane Trilogy, along with bundled with the Reignited Trilogy, so you can buy. Essentially, you can get six games if it is the um, the Insane Trilogy for you know a sale price. Yeah. So they are bundling one of the Crash games with with Spyro it. pretty regularly on in sales. And then uh, another one I've been thinking about was the Mafia Definitive Edition. I've, no, Donnie's I've, got you thinking about Mafia. Well, I've I've played Mafia too. I borrowed that off of a buddy of mine. I picked up Mafia 3, haven't gotten to it yet. So I would kind of like to complete the trilogy, so to speak. So I wouldn't mind picking up the remake of Mafia. Um, Other than that, those were like the only two right off the top of my head. But I always, you know, every Black Friday when we would go out shopping, now it'll be probably more online, I will, you know take a look at what's on sale to see if there is something that else that something else that tickles my fancy that I was like, "Ooh, I forgot I really wanted to play that game." So, that's what I'm looking forward to, but unfortunately no video game ads have dropped yet. Cuz I'm looking. I'm sure they're coming. Everyone prep your wallets for the holiday season because whether you shop, even if this year is more probably going to be shopping online. Oh, it's, you know, this time of the year is always very very pricey so just prepare 
And that will prepare us for the outro to this show. We're going to get out of here. Uh, before we do, let's give out some love. Let's give some shout-outs. Yield, why don't you start us off? So I'll give a shout-out to Tricky for doing his 24-hour Extra Life stream this past weekend. Shout-out to Alex for recording and hosting tonight. Shout-out to you, all of the pimps and madams of the whoredom, you know, downloading, interacting with us, playing some some Rocket League with us. Shout-out to Alex and the Brain76 and Homer Gets Stuffed for Rocket League Thursdays. Um, and finally, you know, I'm going to... Oh, shout-out to my wife for convincing me to place a bid on a Funko Pop. I was able to get me uh, Snoopy in his World War One Flying Ace costume. How much did that cost you? It was 38 bucks with shipping, and I got a guy at work I work with who's a big Funko guy, big, you know, big pop collector. He's got an app on his phone that tells you, you know, well, this is what the going price of this pop is. So I'm like, hey, what's the going price for that pop? I wanted to know if I got a good deal. Going price for it is 45 bucks. So I, 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 got a, I got a decent deal. Slipped in under the radar there. I did. So I'm happy about that because I'm like, if I want a Snoopy Pop, that would be the one, you know, to get. Because so anyway. just be careful because that stuff can be addicting. It can be. I'm, I'm, I go in spurts. I'll buy a few and I'll be like, okay, I'm done. You know, don't, don't need any more. And then I pick one up here or there. But I've only got one Funko Pop and it's actually a gift from a friend. Uh, a couple years ago, one of my friends got married, and I was in the wedding party, and he got everyone in the wedding party a Funko Pop that he thought represented them. So I've only got one Funko Pop. That one? So so I got I, I got the Snoopy one. My uh, brother and sister-in-law got me, for my birthday, a Brutus Buckeye Funko Pop, which I didn't know they made. I knew they made college ones, but I had never seen Brutus. So I was pretty stoked about that. And then uh, GameStop had a sale, had a flash sale recently, and I picked up Ratchet and Clank. It was a, it was a two-pack, so you got them, you know, both together. So I got Ratchet and Clank, and then I also picked me up uh, The Mandalorian and Child. And they're like, you know, like the scene where they're, well, if you've seen it, a scene where they're walking. Yield, who's the child? Uh... So, well, have you seen The Mandalorian? Oh, you're talking about Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. It's te- it's called The Child, not Baby Yoda. I was going to see if I can get you to rant a second no. time. Oh, you, is that what you're trying to do? You were trying to, oh, you were baiting me. No, it's The Child. Anyway, so I, yeah. I, I, picked, up the, I picked up those. So those are on the way. Um, well, yeah, before we go any further, we, we I don't know if you all have Disney+, Plus, but a new season of The Mandalorian is out. Yes, it is. I Well, I, two episodes, I should two say. Two episodes are out. I've... I wasn't able to see the, unless I watch it before I go to bed. I haven't seen episode two yet. I've been kind of busy this weekend, but I did see episode one. It was it was really good. Yes, we we have watched episode one. I'll probably try to watch episode two once we get off of here. But um, I, it's um, and, and that's one of those series that they've only like I said we, they've only released two so far. So like you can't go binge watch it in one weekend. You have to keep coming back to the Disney Plus um, app on your TV again and again every week to find the new episode. But I do like this new episode. Um, I really like the creature feature aspect of it. Which, oh, the, I mean, the sand dragon loved it. Yeah. Uh, and I do like one of my favorite actors was added to the star Wars cast in this episode. Um, would that be, uh, Timothy Oliphant? Yes. So absolutely. let me, so let me tell you, I, I was watching this episode the whole time I'm watching it. He kept reminding me cause, cause he, he's got the, the gray kind of beard, the light beard going. And every time I looked down, I'm like, that looks like Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I mean, I don't see that, but I mean, who knows? Maybe if I saw, I, I mean, I guess an older Pierce Brosnan, I'm thinking of Pierce Brosnan from like tomorrow never dies. Yeah. But but, I mean, I'm I'm thinking an an older one. one, That's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, man, that doesn't look anything like Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. But he Um, did a really good job. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, I mean, the first thing I ever saw him in was Scream 2, where he was one of the killers, but also, like, he's, like, his, his probably main role is, is in Justified, and then also, uh, he's great in Santa Clarita Diet, which, unfortunately, was, well, 
canceled after three seasons by Netflix, like Netflix always does. Didn't he also? I'm pretty sure he played the main villain in uh, Live Free and Die Hard. Potentially. Oh, he was also Hitman in one of those Hitman yeah, movies. Yeah, and he was one of the Hitmen. Yeah, he was Agent 47, which that was a good one. I liked yeah, it. And unfortunately, I think we, we might have spoiled that for some people. I guess it's not really storyline um, important to the Mandalorian that Tim, Timothy Oliphant's now in the Star Wars universe. Oh, no, because they, they, they announced that on on social media that he, oh. had, he, he, was, he was a cast member. Didn't tell you who he was. He just that he was a cast member. Okay, because I love seeing... Um, Oh God! What's his What's his name? Um, oh shit! The guy who's a really big Star Wars fan that appeared. He was did a cameo in season one. Oh my God! How How do I not remember this? Don't know. Uh, he had, He had a show with Saber or Sarah Silverman. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Are, uh, are, oh, are Brian you... Posehn. Brian okay. Posehn. I love seeing Brian Posehn, who's a huge Star Wars fan. I love seeing him in the first season. And, you know, having Carl Weathers in there and now seeing my boy Timothy Oliphant, uh, I just love it. I love the casting he, they've done for this. And John Favreau is a fantastic writer for this series. Oh, like, he, he knows exactly he wrote, what he's doing. He wrote, I, I, they posted something before this before the first episode came out of season two. I think he wrote, there's eight or nine episodes for this season, and he wrote like half of them. Excellent. So, Michael, this is going to be really good. Another thing, did you know there's a wrestler in season two, uh, like a like a well known one, a current WWE wrestler. I did not, but I'll have to be on the lookout for it. Okay, I've, I I'll tell you this: if you pay attention in the trailer that they showed for season two, that wrestler was in the trailer. Okay, because you mentioned that they announced Timothy Oliphant was going to be a cast member on social media. I never saw that, so my first scene of him was when. Oh, when he, he he introduced himself in the show. Gotcha. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, yield. Uh, I kind of hijacked you there. Oh, you got anything yeah. else? Any uh, any other so, shout outs you want to throw out there? So my final shout out is I want to shout out to Alex Trebek. I was going to do this if you didn't. Okay. Yeah, I saw that today. So, shout out to him. Yeah, and after his, a, and, a and, long and his family. Yeah, a long hard fight with um, um. Pancreatic, pancreatic cancer, which is which is terminal. Like you don't come back from that. But the fact that he was able to live as long as he did, uh, with how just painful and debilitating that is, like, uh, I mean, I, he already had enough respect from you know his time on Jeopardy and just um, his entire life. But I mean, the amount of respect that I, I have for him for how hard he fought at the end, because you know something like that, it's just so easy. I would assume to fall into just like a really bad way, like mentally, and just you know it kicks down even further. But he was a um, not like just beyond being a television host, um, which most people would know him as. But that was that was pretty badass. How how much or how long he was able to survive with pancreatic cancer? Yeah, and he was. I think he said he was eighty. Yes, and he, but he didn't really look it. No, he did not. Uh, I am going to give a shout out to the listeners, the fans, the fuel to the fire to trophy horse. Thank you all for continuing to listen to the show, for pushing it to even greater heights. Um, we're on so many platforms now, thanks to you all. So we appreciate the love you all show us. Um, sorry we didn't post questions this week or last week in the Facebook group. We need to get on that earlier in the day or the days leading up to the show so that you guys have enough time to post. Uh, but thank you all. Your uh, support is perpetually and uh never endingly appreciated by us i give a shout out to yield for recording with me tonight a shout out to, to donnie for recording the previous two episodes we were trying to get donnie on again this week maybe throw y'all a curveball into thinking is donnie on the show again uh unfortunately donnie is not a regular host on the show but we always have loving him on so we'll have to get donnie on again soon yes and uh he's i guess he's he's going um, working on his um his pitch and his advertisements for the the law office of Donnie Yuntwist and Babble. Babble, <laughs> that was oh, yeah, brilliant. Give a shout out uh, again to Yield Homer and the Brain for the Rocket League uh, on Twitch Thursday nights, and a shout out to Tricky for uh, help setting the up the whole Rocket League thing, and also for you know just going so hard for extra life and raising a bunch of money for uh, the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Uh, another great year for Tricky, and I'm sure he's going to keep going at it until the end of the year. 
Um, and last but not least, give a shout out to my uh, loving girlfriend Ashley. We had a good weekend. We got out to enjoy. You know, yield. You got out uh, outside to finish up some some yard work. Yep. We went out to the park uh, with some friends, socially distanced, of course, for a friend's birthday party. Uh, had a picnic out there. Had some sandwiches. Had some uh, some charcuterie platters uh, and some. Um, uh, tiramisu cupcakes as well that were delicious so it was a really nice day to get out and just enjoy some of the fresh air and uh, the nice weather the sunny weather which got up to the 80s here um before we plummet into the throes of winter so, yeah that is going to be the end of my shout outs and as such the end of the show um thank you all for listening and until next time happy trophy hunting. bye The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.